0: Prior to a saving relationship with Christ, all of us were a living as a dying tree. Once we chose to sin, and as we kept on sinning, our tree of life became terminal. Isn't that the result of sin? Death? But when we are made new in Christ for the forgiveness of our sins... Through immersion into Christ, we became a new creature. We passed from death to life. 1 John chapter 3 verse 14. So we are now like a tree growing from a stump. As the PowerPoint slide presents. It has been revived and it has life and hope, but we must keep it nourished. How? How do we keep our life in Christ nourished? By God's word and by following his commandments. We want it to grow in God's nourishment. Any other kind of feeding system will not provide a healthy life. But if our love of God grows within us, we will flourish. And the world will know that we are his. And the lesson today is called Inside Out. First point is genetics, second is quality, and third is flourish. So the first point, genetics. What is genetics? It is that study of heredity and the variation of inherited characteristics. Are your eyes blue or brown? Are you tall or short? Are you dark color in your skin or light color. These characteristics come from those who gave you life. This is the general understanding of genetics. What about spiritually? Can we look at our life from a spiritually in a spiritually genetic way? Spiritually where do our genetics come from? Well, it would be from Adam initially, right? As he fell because of sin, he, in essence, became a new creature. A creature of sin. And one who was now spiritually separated from God. How much does sin in our life corrupt us? Ultimately, it is like a chronic sickness You're not living up to the potential you were initially designed for. Do you suffer from chronic pain because of arthritis? How does that affect you? Do you suffer from cancer? How does that affect your life? What about leprosy? Leprosy was and is a disease that is very destructive. So God uses this disease in in the scriptures to represent Spiritual concepts of sin. Leprosy destroys the physical and sin destroys the spiritual. How do you cure it? Well, honestly, man can't do it. So the genetics of our sinful life leads to corruption, chaos, and death. Or as the Apostle Paul put it, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all have sinned, Romans five twelve. But we have a new life, 1 John 4, 7 through 12. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. So are you born of God? If you love in the the way God wants you to love, that's great. And we see what that looks like in 1 John. A big part of this love is shown by following the apostles' teachings. That's one of the big themes in 1 John, amongst many other places. This is called walking in the light. Any other teaching, any other teaching comes from the world. So followers of God understand that God wants you to love people. How? How? with his truth, with godly action toward one another. How did God show this love to us? Well, he did it through Jesus. Very practical, wasn't it? We needed something, he gave us what we needed. He sent his son to be born as a human being. One of the foundations of truth Because only his son can change our spiritual genetics. Only he can do that from death to life. We needed a spiritual sacrifice who was flesh and God so our sins could be forgiven, so we can regain the relationship with God that was lost when Adam sinned. So loving each other shows something outwardly that should come from within our own spiritual life, our own spiritual genetic makeup. He abides in us, and His love through Christ makes us perfected. 1 John 4.12 says, No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love is perfected in us. In and through Christ, we have new spiritual genetics. You recognize that's only something that God can do? Not man. Second point, quality. So let me ask you, is God's spirit cheap? Is God's Spirit cheap? Whether that is the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of His teaching that came to us through the apostles, which is God's truth, which also comes by the Holy Spirit, neither of these concepts, ideas, teachings are cheap. By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us because He has given us His cheap spirit. There's nothing cheap about the Holy Spirit or His teachings. And we have seen and we testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world, 1 John 4, 13-14. Not only is His Spirit not a cheap gift, but Jesus is not a cheap gift either. Everything. As God, Jesus was made into a precious little human baby boy. He was human and God. He was thirsty, he was hungry, he spoke, he touched people, he loved people. Showing his physical characteristics, right? As John is very big into in the Gospel of John. Jesus was a very practical gift because he gave his life for our sins. And this gift of God to us is quality. It's quality. You see, God doesn't do the cheap. God doesn't do the cheap. So listen to this opposing view, which is one of the many in this world. Perhaps you can see what the apostles had to deal with at their time. Let me get there quickly. not quick enough.
1: with Israel with a new covenant based on faith in uh, Jesus, uh, that is a violation of the fundamental idea that the Torah is eternal and the Torah will never have changed. So consequently, any religion, any religion that claims that the Sinaitic revelation has been superseded is by definition not acceptable to Judaism. That is point number one. And this is true even if Jesus is simply a Messiah figure as opposed to a divinity. Now, point number two is, and again, I'm not going to address the problem of whether this was Jesus' claim or a claim that was made later, but to the extent that Jesus is elevated not only as a Messiah, but is considered to actually be divine, to be God, then obviously any belief that says that God assumes a human form or a human body is treated as idolatry and a violation of the fundamental belief in the nature of God. So that would be a second reason that is unacceptable.
0: Okay, so I hope you see that the fundamental concepts of the teachings of Jesus, that he came in human form, is not something taken for should be taken for granted even in our modern times. Because there's many religions out there that won't believe that. Now, you get a whole bunch of people, a thousand or so at the synagogues, like where Crispus was at or where Sosthenes was at in Acts chapter 18 and 19, which was talked about today, what did they do to Sosthenes when he didn't win? They beat him senseless. And then you find later, what did Paul do for Sosthenes? He came and helped him. He showed him Christ. But the idea that everybody believes that Jesus came in human form as a little baby And thinking that is not true. People just flat out don't. And here's part of the problem. Scripture speaks of God as love. 1 John 4, verse 16. Then we know that his kind of love is not a cheap kind of love, right? Sadly, that speaker had it wrong in his video presentation. Jesus is God. That is a fundamental truth. Remember when those Jews had uprisings against the teachings of the gospel? Do you think they had the same concept of why they were battling? You can't change the Torah. You can't make a human being God. That's idolatry. But Jesus did become a man. That's the fundamental truth. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament law. That is a basic teaching in Christianity. He would know, that speaker would know that if he agreed with the Old Testament prophets, which most likely is not part of his study, just the first five books of Moses. So since God is love and he showed it, what kind of love should we emulate? Is it a cheap worldly love that has no lasting contribution? Is it a cheap teaching that will not bring someone closer to God through Christ? Is it a cheap love that doesn't have God's quality standard? Our love is a love that lifts the teaching of God. That's love, to lift the teaching of God, to share it with people, brethren, people outside of Christ because you're trying to bring them into a relationship with God. What greater love is there? Faith in Christ comes by hearing His what? Word. 1 John 4, 13 through 16. By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us because He has given us His Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that he has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in the love abides in God, and God abides in him. Does that gentleman believe that Jesus came from God? Is he a nice person? I'm sure he is. Is he an intelligent person? I'm sure he is. Is he kind to his grandkids? Oh, I bet he is. But does he believe that Jesus came from God? Therefore, what kind of love does not abide in him? The teachings that come from the Holy Spirit. Third point, flourish. trees. We plant a few trees and shrubbery out here. Remember that? And that was fun. We did that last summer. It was so nice to see so many people eager to be involved and, and getting dirty and getting out of their church clothes and getting into their dirty clothes. But over time, not every tree received from the nursery has done well, has it? No. They were looking good when we got them. But now you will find some spots out there that no longer have a tree connected with it, just a stump. Those trees were removed, and i waiting now a new planting this next spring. Why were certain trees removed and others allowed to stay? Well, it has to do with whether or not they were flourishing. Those that did not flourish were removed. Those which continue to flourish will continue to receive proper nutrients and care. Jesus said, I am the vine, and you are the branches, John chapter 15, 1 through 6. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that bears fruit... That does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. You see the word theme concept, the teachings concept, what to believe concept? What happened to those trees that were taken away out there? Dallas, did you put them in your house as a decoration? No. He dumped them in the dumpster. He dumped them in the dumpster. That's what happens when the tree doesn't flourish. Connected to the vine, the branch. Paul uses this horticultural motif also in Romans chapter 11. He builds off this metaphor. Gentiles are considered a wild olive shoot, aren't we? We're grafted into the vine. Who's the vine? Jesus Christ, God. We're grafted in. We're we're not part of the original. We're not part of the original covenant. This is great and wonderful. We have hope where we didn't have it before because of what Christ can do for us. And we made the Jews jealous. They thought this special place was just for them. Do you see that gentleman in that speaker? Seeing how he really believes? That's his special place. Jews were broken off this vine. Why? Romans 11:20 says flatly, "Because of their unbelief. Unbelief in what? Well, if they had the same idea as him, unbelief, mainly that Jesus was God. They couldn't take it. They couldn't see it. They couldn't believe it. Our temple has been here forever. You can't change the covenant. As he said, it's everlasting. Tells you that there's more understanding with the concept of everlasting in Scripture than just his concept. Remember, they were covenant people, but now separated from God. They are no longer flourishing. But new Gentile Christians should not be cocky, should we? Well, Romans eleven twenty one. 21, for even if we don't flourish, we too can be removed from the vine. But those Jews, Romans eleven twenty four, 24, who are cut off because of unbelief, if they repented, guess what? God can put them back on. God can graft in a wild shoot. Surely he can graft in a cut-off branch. That's Romans 11. Wonderful metaphor in horticultural concepts. But where does the essence come from? The vine. Not the branches. Not the olive shoot, the wild one. But the vine, Christ himself if Christ Himself isn't taught as truth, you're not loving anybody by sharing something different. Because there's no way they can attach to the vine. No way! Do you love your brother? Do you love your sister? Let me show you what love is. Jesus Christ came and died Is a human being. He is the propitiation for our sins, the substitute. We are heirs. And spiritual heirs of God will live in such a way that shows we are heirs of God. And this comes out of Romans chapter 8, verses 16 through 17. Romans 8. 16 through 17. Listen to this. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided... Provided we suffer with Him in order that we also may be glorified with Him. There is something about our external behaviors that shows who really abides in us. Have we been genetically transformed spiritually by Christ? And are we now flourishing in that connection? Or are we going to be clipped off unless we repent? It needs to come from the inside out. We have no need of fear of punishment. Why? Because He is that substitute for our sins. 1 John 4, 19-21. But if we abide in God and He in us, we should love as He loves. 1 John 4. 19 through 21. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar and the truth is not in him. He is a liar, for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him whoever loves God must also love his brother. Is it just bringing a cup of soup or some cookies over to their house and saying, I love you? Or is it more? What kind of love did Jesus show us? The practical love of truth. So as we conclude, Inside Out is the title of the lesson. Genetics. When we are born of God, we took on a new form of spiritual genetics. Quality. So we should live like the quality of God resides in us. This is done with God's love. Which is also, by the way, bringing cookies to someone who needs it. Flourish. If we flourish in God through Christ, we will show people His love in us. The lesson is yours.